All right, episode 16. Um, this uh, was the board meeting, December 12th, special board meeting, our coverage of it. We highlighted some things that we thought were unique or important or valuable for people to hear or understand. Um, yeah, we provided some context to some things. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good episode. Neither of us were there. Um, I was over at the Temecula City Council meeting welcoming in the uh, surveillance state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those cameras are going to be put in, but, you know, what, what can you do, I guess? People, you know, pay attention to the school board, but pay attention to the city council stuff, too, because we've been going to both. And, uh, you know, about that rehab hospital, we did an episode on that. That will be coming out soon uh, about the cameras. And we got to keep our eye on the school board stuff, too. But there's a lot going on. Uh, keep your heads up. We need more people showing up, more people getting involved. Um, like Slim's episode was talking about, you know, more people. Yeah. Um, you know, having the courage to show up and just speak speak the truth. And you can't back down on these people. It's not, It's once again, it's not about us really, you know, people my age. It's about our kids. And what do you want your kids growing up with? And, you know, with all the stuff they're putting forward, the dangers of it if it could be misused you gotta think about it you know five years from now ten years from now if we make it past 2024 with the election season but um <laughs> yeah so you guys yeah pay attention it's not all doom and gloom doom and gloom from Derek, you know yeah, and obviously we're not realistic. surprised well guys i hope you enjoy your holiday um yeah we just kind of covered this board meeting stuff uh yeah yeah, we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year. See you 2024. Peace. You ever wonder what is the truth? There go those two guys again. Why do they care so much about the truth? I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic. Don't we all? Uh, the board meeting um damn what was the date oh uh december 12th board meeting first board meeting uh with the new superintendent we're gonna go through the process we do and uh just go over some highlights that we thought were important first up my name is emarissa kubana i've been very concerned with the recall efforts specifically the lies recorded in order to collect signatures it's really easy to get people to sign a recall petition if you're going to lie. For example, I can lie to try to get Mr. Swartz recalled. I can go around Temecula telling people that he believes Muslims and Christian students aren't welcome in public schools and should go to Christian schools if they disagree with explicit books or have concerns about curriculum. I can tell people that he said, can't work with these people. I can say that he's implying a desire for religious segregation in our schools. Oh wait, none of that is a lie. He is on video saying all of these things. I am not a white nationalist. I am not white. I don't understand how someone who can use such hateful and divisive language isn't the one who is being recalled. Mr. Swartz owes every Christian and Muslim student a public apology since he insulted all of them publicly. Will you apologize, Mr. Swartz?
I didn't think so. Thank you. All right, Derek. What do you got, brother? Yeah, I think she made some good points. You know, Schwartz was caught on video. Where, God, where was he, though? Where was he saying all that? Or he's speaking out against the Christians and the Muslims? You, didn't um, see the, you haven't seen the video? No, There's some video not. of him going around. Gosh, where was it? I don't know, but, yeah, it's like, I don't think he's going to apologize for anything. I think he stands, even at the last school board meeting, I think he spoke up against the, he just has a real problem with, like, anything religious. Anytime anybody says anything religious, he always has a uh, something to say about it. What do you think? Well, I think that she has some good points. I mean, I think I've already said it before. I think Swartz is, is compromised, man, you know? Um He's he's the board member that I see to be the most divisive, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, and yeah, I don't understand how you can expect us that you're coming on this board every month and willing to work to like handle business appropriately. How he understands that we think he prioritizes his responsibilities as a board member over the recall because there's just so much evidence that he doesn't do that. And I think that this this is going to be um, his downfall for any elected position again. And I think rightfully so. You know, you have an accountability to do your duty honorably and represent everybody Um and um, obviously, he's just more focused on the smear campaign, you know, sabotaging the other three. And so it is what it is. Personally, I mean, maybe he's a nice guy, man. You know, um, I don't know. You know, I'd like to know where he's from in New York, because uh, just the things that he's that he does, um, you know, kind of rubs me the wrong way, which brings us to our next person. Um, this Donna? is uh, Donna. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Donna. Followed by Kimberly De La Cruz. Welcome, Dr. Woods. Good evening. Let me get right to the point. I heard that at the last school board meeting, a gentleman spoke during public comments with the main thrust of his comments being to express support for Dr. K, Mrs. Wiersma, and Mr. Gonzalez. During his comments, I'm told he referred to a portion of the Bible, specifically Matthew 18, 6, in which Jesus speaks metaphorically, much as he did when he advised plucking out your own eye or cutting off your hand if it's to keep you from sinning. I'm also told that Mr. Schwartz and Mrs. Barkley took great offense to this, and well, they might. But I'm also told that you reported the situation to the police, claiming your safety was being threatened by these words. This stands in stark contrast contradiction to the stand you both took to the rewarding or to the book regarding violent, vile, sexual, explicit language found in a play assigned to a student. You supported this teacher and his right to assign that book. What you have done has officially resulted in this gentleman being entered into the criminal justice system, being deprived of his due process, having his property seized. Along with this, your supporters have doxxed him and attempted to negatively affect his livelihood. I do not believe for one 
minute the two of you ever felt threatened. Rather, you seized upon a perceived opportunity to try and intimidate somebody who disagrees with you, hoping that intimidation would strike fear and silence all those who oppose you. Let me say unquestionably, you failed. You've made yourself look petty, cowardly, small, and willing to face those who disagree with your position. So obviously she got cut off. Um, so talk to me, Derek. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Barkley and Schwartz, that really is just such a bitch move. I'm really sick of them playing the, the – their side always plays that card of, like, they're getting doxxed. Oh, they're feel threatened. Or they're getting harassed. When they're the ones doing it all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like – you know they didn't feel threatened by him and for them to call the cops and you know report him to the report him to the board of ethics and it's just if they want to play that way i mean what goes around comes around so yeah, yeah. I, I just think i think this kind of goes along with what i was saying about him before where it's like these are like these are like weak bully tactics mm-hmm. that you know and and not just the fact that like he oh he's a New Yorker or nothing like that. Just in general, as a, as an elected official, you know, um, I think it's inappropriate for you to do that. And it's very clear, you know, like the, there was no threat made. I, nobody took it as a threat. They just tried to capitalize on an opportunity to paint it that way. And right. um, you know, it's unfortunate. And the thing is, is they nothing good came from that. You know, it's not like. Any they their response to this created negativity, created a bad outcome for a community member. And again, this is an elected official. So, um, yeah, I agree with Donna and her position that, you know, it makes them it makes them look um, small. Yeah, it, ma- it makes them. You know, like yeah. you, you, you're the one with the authority and the power, dude. Nobody's coming after you. People are fr- frustrated, and it's funny because remember when Schwartz made a comment at one board meeting? I know that the people in the crowd bother you, but they don't bother me. And then in that same meeting, he made a comment. Someone from the crowd laughed at Stephen Schwartz, mm-hmm. and he got mad at Doctor Kamrowski for not like pulling out a yellow card or whatever. Yeah, um, you know. So it's it's just funny how. He's critical of, uh, you know, the way Dr. Komorowski handles the crowd and the hate that he gets. But, man, he would fold like a lawn chair under that type of pressure, obviously. Oh, 100%. Um, so it's, um, I mean, it, 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 thank goodness at least he's not our board president. You know what I mean? Because I know that that was something that could have happened. Um, so... You know, someone like that shouldn't be an in an elected position. You need to be a leader. You need to have tact. You need to have zeal. You need to be fearless. Right. And you can't you can't play these petty games. You know. Um. So um. Whatever. Uh. Yeah. Uh. We'll go on to the next one. This was very interesting because um, this was a situation where um a local resident named Monica I guess she um you know she went up there she didn't have a prepared speech and she said mm-hmm. something that you know the words came out of her mouth in a way that she probably realized wasn't a good idea let's check it out Monica 
Lacombe, followed by Greg Langworthy. Welcome to Temecula. I don't have um, prepared. I don't have prepared a prepared speech. Um, I want to say that I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do right by all students. Endured. Our community has endured crap. Imposed on us by Ms. Wiersma, Mr. Kamraski, and Mr. Gonzalez. Um, you know, we we trust the board to responsibly shape the minds of our students and. They haven't done anything. What they haven't done one thing that's for our students. They bring in people from outside to harass our students. They have social media pages. My son was attacked. It's not okay. In spite of all of that, I'm still willing to give you a chance. But if you mess up, we coming for you. Just like That's we came, just like, just like morning. we came for him. It's not violence. It's not. It's not a threat of violence. It's not a threat of violence. It's Thank a you. Your time's up. Thank you. No, you cannot. Your time's up. And that was threatening language. Thank you. That's your first warning for objective disturbances. Good. Please see yourself out. We don't tolerate that threatening behavior. Thank you. If you will not escort yourself out, I will have you assisted out. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your threatening language is banned from this district. Thank you. We don't tolerate threats. Like that. Thank you. Security, can you please assist? I know for a fact she had a restraining order against her by death threats to another person okay. in this district. We need to yes. mine as well, Move just on, for the record. Move on, please. Move on. That's not, I don't that's think that's appropriate. Language. Please leave. That's not appropriate. Please leave. Please leave. That is untrue. Why are you spewing that? It's threatening language. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Mr. Langworthy? (laughs) (laughs) What a shit show. Well, you know, I wish I was there because there's a lot of times the mic cuts out and you don't really get the full effect of what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but you can get the gist of it, right? Is like she asked for more time. He said no. And she honest, to be fair, she probably wanted to uh, uh, like explain herself. Like I, I, I believe her that she wasn't trying to threaten violence to the superintendent. Right. I think she just she said it. I didn't she didn't come with a prepared speech. 
and you know her words her her emotions took over the words and um yeah but but that's what happens but if barkley and schwartz want to set the example of if your words and I mean, I guess that Woods or Danny or Com- they could have felt threatened by that, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So should they go, you know, look into her business and you know report her for her, you know, board of ethics and should they call the police and do all that stuff? No, we wouldn't do that because we know that's not what leaders do. They're not petty about it. But if Schwartz and and Barkley want to set that tone, like I said, the perfect example. I just said it. What goes around comes around. Yeah, you know. So if they want to play that game. We could play that game. I mean, like, seriously, like, we just choose not to right now because we got better things to do. But if they want to play that game and use the officers as pawns and, you know, I thought they all wanted to fund the police, but yet they'll call the police and, you know, use them when they need them, you know, for their own advantage for, Mm -hmm. like, meaningless stuff, too. I mean, talk about the sheriffs and police must be like, what a waste of time, you know? And, like, it's just... Talk about wasting, and they complain about wasting money and resources and all this crap, and then they just, you know, they'll waste the cops' time, they'll waste the board of ethics' time, they'll waste everybody's time because of how they felt. Yeah. Because they, quote-unquote, felt threatened. And then that lady was talking about her son being attacked, but then I see on social media when I think you questioned her about, like, the details and stuff, they, yeah, the, well, it's so from, funny. All yeah, these the, people always claim this stuff, right? They claim all this stuff on social media about me and I did this. So and let's I, and just I, let's just clarify because it, it's yeah. hard because people were listening and maybe they're not watching. So basically, she asked for more time. She probably wanted to clarify herself. Doctor K said no, and then she bas- and then he told her again. Threatening language isn't allowed here. That was threatening, and uh, and and you're you're right actually. And this is more why more of an example as to why I stand against what Swartz and Barclay did is because it sets a a precedence. Mm -hmm. It it sets forth, oh, okay, well, if that's the norm of how we handle business and I don't want that done, you know, I don't want, I don't want the superintendent or anybody to go after this lady because of what she said. No, I, I didn't, I didn't think what she said was threatening any more than I thought what, uh, uh, that one gentleman saying the prayer said was threatening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but so she asked y'all, give me the red card. Give me the red card. You know, they do this thing. All of the people who are the recall, they get up there and then they do this, this posture thing where like I'm going to get kicked out and be proud, you know? And it's just, it's a show, you know? And it's, it's, I think that's unnecessary. I think that that's the chaos. That's ridiculous. That, as adults and as community members, we can do a better job at controlling our emotions and just acting mature. Like let, let's let the, you know what I mean? It's not about us. It's, it's a badge of honor for them. I think though, to get kicked out. Yeah. And that's what it show, seems like. like the show, like they're so upset and so offended, you yeah. know, like how dare you? And they're the victim and they're getting kicked out, you know, and, and we're talking about specifically the recall people, you know what I mean? Everybody who is for the recall, it seems like they go there. And it's so funny is this board meeting. It was like the emptiest. It seemed like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, the recall's done. They turned in their signatures and now people stop showing up. I think that's kind of comical, you know, but yeah. it's them who show up and cause a scene and get kicked out. Well, there's no more reason to cause a scene because they're not recalling them. And that's really the only reason they show up. They right. show up to give their public comment, cause a scene and get kicked out and make it about them. That's like that's like w- what it seems like, uh, you know. So I guess 
it, it seemed I wasn't there. So it seems like there was a problem with security in the back. And then there was some exchange about how her son was attacked. And she went, she took, uh, we, the parents posted her speech mm-hmm. and then posted messages that she had made about, uh, Steve Campos. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you read that, you're like, damn, that's, she seems very upset. <laughs> you know, that's, that's pretty, crazy to message somebody all that stuff like that and over and over i hope and over. none of that's edited or nothing like that you know i'm taking it at face it. value yeah. but again i saw that and i was like oh man and then she commented mm-hmm. and um talking about how her son was attacked so i wanted to know like hey i want to know how your son was attacked if her son was attacked like she has every right to be that frustrated but she didn't answer the question, you know, she just kind of <laughs> redirected it like, oh, ask them while they're manipulating messages or I don't know, whatever it was she said. I just remember she didn't answer the question. So I think that's a little upsetting when people get up there and she did it there. You know, she she mentioned how her son was attacked. Like, I'd like to know how because I'd like to stand with you if, if that's the case. You know what I mean? I'd like to hear your story. If your son was attacked, how many parents have reached out to us about their kids being bullied or this and that? You know, like, and they're willing to tell the story. And from what I heard, the rumor is that it was like on a, had to do with like a football game. And if that's true, then that's not the same as being a see, yeah, but Once I don't. But I don't. I don't want to. But I don't want to throw all these assumptions out there because we we don't know what well, she, she knows thinks if or whatever. She disputes it, then she should write. But you I, know, I, yeah, I just clear wish, thing to be like, oh yeah, he was walking home from Walmart and, that's and got my point. attacked by. And that's like exactly my point. Is like if somebody, if somebody, if you bring that up and then right. somebody asks you, and then you don't say, and that's you on. know, like it's been my experience, especially in our district, of parents who have real hard evidence of their kids being bullied or attacked yeah. or whatever, they're willing to come out and talk about it. You it's know? funny, and, but you know, the recall people like for all their, you know, victim and anti-bullying stuff, when it happens to a conservative parent and it's like on video with the surveillance, they never say boo about it. If it's not happening to like their side, they don't care. Yeah. Or their son or their daughter or, you know, whatever. It's only, you know, their all their outrage is only specified for their side mm-hmm. they don't care if a conservative kid gets bullied or they don't and you know they'll go attack steve campos and text him all these messages they'll dox you they'll dox me they'll put everyone else's home addresses out and then you know when they get their home address put out because they're taking uh you know donations for the recall so all of a sudden, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah so like that. David Maddox, yeah, yeah. You know, all of a sudden he gets all upset, like, oh, it's my home yeah. address. You know, it's like public information. I thought that's once again that's the game they start playing. They they're the ones that start all this. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is, man. I think it's just important to, um, again, like I worry about what I can control, you know, and I push the boundary of that a little bit, I guess, where. You know, I make sure that I'm not acting wild. I make sure my kids aren't acting wild. I hold myself accountable for all the people around me. And, uh, you know, I push the boundary on that by I think we should hold other uh, community members accountable when they do things that are clearly inappropriate or act a certain way that we don't agree with. Or, But, but again, in this case, I would just like to understand her perspective because it seems like she keeps throwing that out there but then doesn't provide any context. So it's hard for us to 
like agree with her or see her side at all, especially when you're the one getting kicked out, you know? Right. So anyways, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, this uh, gentleman named uh, Greg Langworthy. I liked what he had to say. Let's check it out. So Dr. Woods, thank you uh, for being willing to do this job. Uh, we have had a contentious year here in, in Temecula, but I think we've made some great progress, so I wanted to highlight some of that, and, and thank you for being willing to step up and do this job. Um, one of the things that I think this board has been an example of is Republican form of government, and Republican form of government is elected representatives debating issues, voting to resolve those issues. So we've had vigorous debate. All votes are not three to two, and I think we have to remember that. There are many five to zero votes, so you guys, I see you as a board. I don't see you as three to two or two to three. You're, you're a team. So what has the team done in this past year? So I'm going to highlight some things that I think have been great accomplishments. First, I think getting rid of a, a particular tenet of CRT, which was teaching students to judge each other on the basis of their appearance rather than their character, was a good thing. Uh, that's really our founding principles of our Constitution is that we all have alienable rights, not depending on um, our appearance. Second, uh, a flag policy. We say the Pledge of Allegiance before every meeting because that's where we have common ground, our unity, one nation under God. And then we've done, uh, they also passed the board as a whole, is evaluating curriculum based on what's good for the kids. That's something I, as a teacher, always did. I had to choose what books I would teach the kids, and, and necessarily that means I wouldn't teach some other books. And that's kind of the policy of the board is to make sure we have good curriculum for the students. So um, I'll have to shorten my remarks. But in, in uh, summary, I think the board has really made some great accomplishments this year. And you've been an example of how to resolve difficult issues to the community. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Woods. All right, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, he made good points. I mean, like. What was the thing they were discussing today it was about the, I mean, kind of brought back to like Angels in America, what what kind of graphic things they want in the books, you know? And most of the city and most normal people don't want anything graphic or sexual or profane in, in, you know, kids' books, elementary books. It's not even a thing of like, it just shouldn't be there. I think their argument, the other side's argument is like, well, if it is there, I mean, you parents could like see it and like opt out. It's like, no. We just don't want it there in the first place at all. You know, what? they always go back to like, oh, we want to teach, you know, just math, English. And I don't know. Their argument is just so odd. It's like, we're going to put these like graphic books in and it's up to the parent to like find it and like redo <laughs> it all and then find the sexual stuff and then opt out of it. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't even yeah. be being taught in school. That's the bottom line. Like, yeah, that's I don't a even family how, value. Thing. I don't it's even like, know how we how we got to this point where we have to where this is even like a, a real thing that we have to discuss a policy like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he had some good points. Um, I'm a constitutionalist. You know, I I swore an oath twice to support and defend uh, the Constitution and. Um, I guess three times. I did it three times. So uh, um, I, 
personally just take that oath serious and I believe in the Constitution. I think it is the greatest document ever created. It is freedom. It is the result of a bunch of leaders who were dealing with a government they no longer wanted. It was the strongest force in the country or in the world at that time. And it was a bunch of farmers with muskets that be a legitimate army to fight for their freedom. And it was those people that experienced that rawness, that realness, that understood and understand freedom, freedom for all, for everybody. And um, I don't know if you have an opinion about that and you haven't read a con- the Constitution at all. I really don't care because um, I think a lot of people, you know. They spit these things called logical fallacies where they say like the Constitution is racist and it's that's a logical fallacy. What that means is like, tell me what's wrong with the contents within the Constitution, not the sins of the people who created it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, right. and that happens a lot. So, yeah, I like what he had to say. And, and obviously we agree with him. So that was interesting. Yeah. So next we're going to hear Tracy. This is the Angels in America mom. So check this out hi um you guys will vote on a policy tonight and i know that some of you will vote for it and a few of you will probably vote against it um the reason i think you should vote for it is that i think that we do need to keep pornography erotica um, graphic descriptions and depictions of violence and violent sex out of books, inappropriate vulgarity and profanity. I've heard a few of you come up and say that this process works. You say that um, there's something already in place. I can tell you right now that without Googling specifically the scene that my daughter read, I can't repeat it here because there's kids at home listening to this and I really wanna say it, but it is so obscene that HBO puts a warning of sexual gore. I can tell you that without Googling those specific words with that play, that you would have never known to expect that content. How was my daughter to know or expect, to know to expect that? I'm the mother of the child involved in the incident about Angels in America. I have investigative reports in my position from this incident created by the TVUSD Human Resources Department. TVUSD HRD determined that this material was not appropriate for classroom instruction. They found that although the teacher provided a brief synopsis, he did not give enough information to front load the students. The investigation determined that the teacher did not send any type of parental notification in the shape of a letter or email to the parents. It determined that this playing question has several obscenities, including profanity and scenes that are very inappropriate for students as reading as part of the classroom. The district did confirm that a particular scene was highly sexual and inappropriate. Even the teacher himself said in a statement that he was willing to make changes if need be to protect. All right. So obviously she got cut off. Go ahead, Derek. What do you got, man? Yeah, so funny. This play was brought up a, a, a long time ago, Angels in America, and you know we've all seen the script and what's been said in it. It's F him in the A, infect me, make me bleed. And I think, she, actually, I think it was Schwartz that brought that play up again, like a couple of weeks ago at some. That's what at some speech, and he was bringing it up, saying that 
you know, it was a award-winning play, and he was, like, defending yeah, it. Yeah, he said that the only thing wrong with it is there's some vulgar language. You completely misrepresented oh, yeah. what the problem with that play is. Yeah, it's, and, and it's crazy because she just read off the result of the report, mm-hmm. and they determined that it was inappropriate. I know. And here he goes. He's talking to the public. Right. And leaves that completely out. Yeah, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a a flat out lie. Right. You know, Uh, my bad. I cut you off, though. Yeah. No, it's just like. I don't know, man. These people are just they want that vulgarity and stuff in it. And they just don't, I guess, truly in their hearts. Maybe they don't see anything wrong with it. But like, like, I think I wrote in a comment, too. It's like, what don't they get? Rated R movies have to be 17 and over because of violent sex profanity right 21 to drink 21 to buy cigarettes 18 to vote 18 to join the military but all of a sudden these people think like 12 13 go ahead and you like i guess they could they think that kid should be able to pretty much watch a rated r movie right i mean that's why it's rated r is for like sexual scenes and and stuff like that but i guess these people think it's okay for them to read that if you're a kid it's okay to get medical procedures and general affirming care and you know all the age stuff for everything else we we do in the world just to them over the last couple of years. They just think it all should be flipped on its head just because they think they have the child has the right now out of the blue. So I don't there was a lot there, man. There was a lot there. Uh I don't necessarily I don't want to point the finger at these people in our district and say that like they're doing all of this stuff, right? I I I don't want to do that. Right? However, if if you in fact are not for this vulgar material in our schools, this inappropriate content, this non-age appropriate content, mm-hmm. if you are in fact not for that, but you stand against this policy, then that leads me to another issue that I see as a bigger problem is, well, then you're just standing on your politics. Right. Because I don't understand how this is even like debatable. This like blew my mind that people saw this as an issue, just like the parental rights notification. But again, it's Mm. people are looking at causation and trying to paint it a specific way to meet their argument Instead of looking at intent, intent of implementation, because those are two different things. They're not, they they, they jump, they're not reasonable and they're like in their, no matter, no matter what the board wants to implement, they say we're political, but they're bringing their politics into it. Because no matter what the board wants to implement, they'll just go against. And this is a perfect thing, right? It's like, it's like this policy that they put forth, people were against it. But here we are. We have an event that happened in our district that shows holes in what currently exists. Right. So this policy is meant to remedy that, in my opinion. That is the intent of this policy. And I don't see how, like, like when you talk about, like, sexual inappropriateness, I don't see how that can be misconstrued. Well, it gets misconstrued because people like Schwartz go out there and lie to the public saying, like, <laughs> that's how it is. Like, yeah, yeah. That play was, that like, is, that that play is, was that's, so graphic. Right, that's that the, was and, super, and that, like, right? obviously and, graphic. And that's just it. That's yeah. the propaganda that yep. gets pushed. And that's right. the real division in our, in our, you know, Even the name of the play is, like, propaganda. 
Yeah, it's well, it's it's you know, like angels a normal, in a, come yeah, on, dude, would pick that you know? up and be like, what's this about angels yeah, in America, you know? like Christmas or something, like yeah. religious? No, it has to do with HIV and like gay sex and you know, getting. It's just like, like that play was so vulgar that I think even when she tried to turn it into the school through the website, it got like blocked. No, like yeah, child so porn. so this mom, uh, I met her on my at my first meeting, and this this it really kind of captured me and made me understand where I stand on all of this, but she went to respond to the teacher in an email and put the content from the play in the email. And she later find found out that that email actually never went through because the system flagged it as inappropriate. So the school system is set up. So you can't email a teacher content like that, but that teacher is allowed to send your fourteen-year-old your fourteen-year-old daughter home with it. Right. So, um, yeah, and and obviously she talked about the outcome of the, the results of the investigation, which I think is indisputable. This policy should have been passed five zero, in my uh, opinion. Um, uh, what's the next one, man? Let's get on to the next one. Um. Oh, the gentleman after her crushed it. That's what I had in my notes. Let's check it out. Bob, followed by Julie. Hi, my name is Bob Quaid. I'd like to welcome Dr. Woods uh, to the to the school district. Uh, President Komorowski and members of the board, I'm here to speak in favor of the revisions to board policy 6000. I believe this additional language is necessary to help monitor the intrusion of inappropriate subject matter being slightly incorporated by progressive left-leaning teachers and administrators into the materials being presented to our children, and in my case, grandchildren. It is a constant battle to protect our children and grandchildren from the smut fed to them by through social media and the entertainment industry. We must, as a school district, be diligent in establishing boundaries and guardrails to protect our children's impressionable minds from the subject matters that degrade fellow human beings, promote unnatural sex and violence. I also want to point out that this board policy does does encourage participation by the board, parents, teachers, administrators in making decisions about what is and isn't appropriate. So these comments that it's going to be a unilateral behind the scenes, that's not the way this is being written. And I think it's very clear that the, the more clarity that is in these policies, the better. I've worked in contract con, with contracts all of my career, and the more specific the contract is, the more language that's in there that clarifies what the intent is, the better. It causes it, it eliminates confusion, it brings clarity to everybody, and I really encourage you, all of you, to to approve this board amendment. Thank you. Oh, I have 20, 26 seconds. Two more things I didn't get to say because I wasn't called up earlier. Please. Dr. Woods and Mr. Schwartz, the woman who was here with her daughter, please do something to help this woman. I was in tears back there overhearing her story. Second of all, I'd like to say, can we see more young men participate in the presentations here at the school board district? I'd like to see some leadership like I had when I was in high school as a senior class president. All right, so... He got cut off as well. He wasn't able to finish his comments, but man, I liked everything that he had to say. He's absolutely right. Is when you're pat when you're making a policy, the right. more verbiage in it doesn't leave any wiggle room for misinterpretation. And that's what they want. 
they want like the vague words yeah like, vulgar because like vulgar is like up to debate really like mm-hmm. that may be vulgar to you but that's not vulgar to me yeah right or right, right. it's all subjective or, it's, all it's all subjective, subjective so the yeah. more clear the wording could be uh the better and uh yeah they don't want that so that's why they're pushing against probably this policy but no he made some good points yeah he was he was direct he understands you know policy and uh the verbiage that needs to be in there and uh also like i agree with him too like uh yeah there needs to be more like young men in the uh the videos from like the schools and stuff is that what he's talking about right when, i like, think the so. high school yeah, I think the high so. school like highlight videos mm-hmm. um i mean he has a point so what else are you talking about? Oh, the lady. I think I think he was talking about the lady that also was having her kid kicked with out. The vaccine with the stuff, vaccine yeah. stuff. Yeah, we didn't play it, it but it did okay. happen. There was another lady. Yeah, we didn't play it for the podcast, but there was, for the listeners, there was another lady that uh, stepped up there and whose kid was disenrolled for not meeting vaccine mandates. And she had said something that they were, they were worried about an audit from the state and being fined, which is I think is ridiculous. Um, I don't know much about it or the outcome of it. And there was, like last time, there was a background discussion that we couldn't hear. Right. That if I was in the room, we probably would have covered it. But, but yeah, that that was very sad to hear her story. And, yeah, well, no, I, I and I appreciate, uh, you know, men like that who are willing to stand up there and, and you know, I agree with everything that he said. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I don't see how this policy is disputable, but that's just that's just me. I, I don't know. I know they I just know. dispute it just because it's coming from the three. That's what it feels numbers. like. That's what it feels like. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's go. I, I wanted to highlight uh, Jen Weersma's comments on this as well because I thought she said a lot of good things. Let's okay. check it out. That it's been a process of six months. This isn't something that we've pulled out in the last few weeks. As many of you know, Dr. Komrowski and I have worked diligently on the entirety of the process. It did come about as a result of Angels in America being handed out as supplementary curriculum in a drama classroom. That student didn't know what she was choosing. We felt it very important to provide important policies and parameters that prevent obscene, sexually explicit material and pervasive vulgarity. I know there's a variety of viewpoints on this. My viewpoint is we do have children who have been subjected to sexual assault, who do have addictions. Inclusion never means that we subject them to abuse. And when you have material presented in a classroom with over a hundred F words and an explicit sex scene, there's no defending it. It should not be in our classrooms, period. We took that very negative controversial situation and started working towards a year-end goal to develop an appropriate strategy to avoid this happening again. If we had everything we needed, this wouldn't have happened. Things happen for a reason. And this was our catalyst to put things into place to protect our kids. And as a school board member, I'm going to do everything I can. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't know is that there's been a lot of people working behind the scenes on this. So this isn't just a Jen or a Joseph, Mr. Gonzalez thing. I want to compliment Mrs. Deus for diligently working with a variety of teachers and directors to put together 
what we'll reveal probably in February next year, but a rubric that will reflect a system that our teachers will be able to look at, that will give them the guidance they need to say, if I'm bringing this in, does it meet all these important guidelines? Passing this policy tonight fulfills a promise we made to families in our community. It also fulfills a promise I made to your family, Mrs. Nolasco. It will allow for a committee to continue hammering out important ARs behind the scene to bring this policy to fruition in our supplementary curriculum first and then parlay perhaps into core material and library resources. This is not a one size fits all. The cake is officially baked and pushed forward. However, it's an important beginning and we felt it important to end the year doing what we said we were going to do. It will take time. It's not our opinions. We did get extensive legal advice as Dr. Komrowski has pointed out, we've got three, four pages here of definitions of these things. Yes, indeed, you can define pornography and pervasive vulgarity and obscenity. Yes, you can. And we're going to do it. What I see happening and what I'm hopeful for is to continue the work. If you're out there as a teacher or as a committee member and you've been a part, thank you. All right, man. Well, I mean... Um Early on, she was talking about, uh, you know, there are kids who are abused that, that face serious trauma and, right. and dealing with that in real time, you know, possibly. Right. So to introduce them to school material that is sexual in nature is abusive to those kids. Yeah. If you 100%. think about it. Yeah. I know. Like, it's just such all common sense to me i just don't understand why they just <laughs> beyond me i can't ra- i can't rationalize how these people think to be honest like i said like I, like i think you said i think they just come to like just fight to fight i i don't because they come in there and some of the people come and say yeah no pornography should be in schools and yet they'll still fight against the the resolution yeah so they just like it, it's an ideology for them. It's a political thing. It's just based on the fact that it's three conservative Christian school board. That's yeah. Members. That's it. And no it's matter like, what they say like or do, e- or they either, hire the new superintendent, either, they don't care. Either it's the negative thing that you don't want us to say, and I don't want to look at you that way either, right? Yeah. Or you are just posturing on your ideology and trying to stand against the board, trying to make things difficult. You're trying to be an obstacle instead yeah. of join us. I know. You know? All right. Uh, the next thing that we want to talk about is something that was interesting to us um, during the the talk about the budget. And there was a whole presentation done, uh, very well done, um, very well broken down. And I wanted to share this with you guys. It's Nicole Lash. Okay. So the road ahead, it's intentional that it's uh, this car is on a bumpy road um, because I think we're, we've got a little bit of a bumpy road ahead. California faces a $68 billion deficit for the three-year period from 2022-23 to 2024-25. A couple things are going on here. Um, And this is all based on the Legislative Analyst Office. Uh, They put out their fiscal outlook um, about a week ago. 
and um, we were all kind of on the edge of our seats waiting for those final tax collections from last year. They were due October 15th, then literally the day of. They said, just kidding, give it to us in November. Um, so we've all been waiting to see what that tax revenue for last year looks like. Well, 22-23 revenue came in $26 billion below what we projected it to in June. And then separately, Prop 98 is the minimum funding guarantee for school districts. Prop 98 funding is $18.8 billion lower than what was estimated in June for school district funding specifically. And what's different this time around than in years past, they've never had a problem with what they already gave us. Normally it's, uh-oh, the economy's taking a dip, we should adjust what we're going to give you. We, As far as I know and no one that I've talked to um, in all of my uh, budget conversations, can I find anybody that can remember a year where they say, we gave you too much for last year. So not only did they give us too much for last year. They're also saying we also can't afford to give you what we said we were going to give you for next year and the following year. So, a little bit of bad news. However, good news is we have a healthy reserve to help us get through um, some of these the rainy days. And um, California's got some options as far as solutions go. Now, all but one of these bullets is a one-time option. And uh, it will be interesting to see what the governor's office will decide to do to fix this deficit. But here are some options. The state has their own rainy day fund, right? They have a Prop 98 reserve. They could dip into their rainy day funds and cover the deficit for school districts. Um, but again, it's their savings account. You can only dip into that one time, but they could do that. Uh, they could pull back one time and temporary spending that they had projected to spend next year. So instead of expanding their budget, they could say, sorry, all those one-time things that we were planning on doing, we're not going to do so we can fund school districts. Again, it was one time. Once they utilize that, uh, they would still have to address 24 or 25, 26 moving forward. They could pull back grants that they haven't awarded yet. Um, they could pause employer contributions to PERS and STRS. There's enough sitting in these savings accounts to cover folks that would retire this coming year. Um, that is not a popular decision. It tends to cause panic. Um, and you can imagine you know, associations are going to start getting very nervous if you're not making those regular contributions, but it is an option. And again, it would only be a one-time option. And then I'm going to skip the, the second to last one. He could issue deferrals, which means, yep, I'm going to give you all $304 million. However, I'm going to give it to you eight months after I owe it to you. So all that does is it doesn't reduce funding, but it causes a huge cash flow problem. And then most districts have to borrow cash to make payroll until your revenue comes in. All of those are one-time fixes that the governor could utilize to fix this budget deficit. The only one that's ongoing is he could reduce COLA. He could reduce ELOP. He could reduce ongoing funding that he's committed to. Um, and, and he might do a combination of any one of these things to address this deficit. However, unfortunately, we may not hear in January like we normally do what his plan is because 
The governor's not going to want to come out and just announce doom and gloom in January. We believe, and we're hearing that he's going to slow play it a little bit, make some statements, make some minor adjustments at the January's budget, and hold out for April tax collections, and then come out with his May revision to actually tell us how he's going to fix the deficit in hopes that maybe April collections come in higher than he projected. So that's what we're hearing at the state level with all of our legislative representatives that, you know, don't be surprised if January isn't, oh my gosh, he, it may get slow played. So we'll see how it goes. No matter what, um, there is a deficit. How long it lasts, how deep it goes is to be determined. Um, we've already been working with uh, Dr. Woods and Executive Cabinet and our team to strategically start thinking through how do we maximize our existing resources so we don't fall off this cliff of, oh my gosh, we've got to make cuts. The last thing uh, um, this organization wants to do is uh, redux reductions in force. And so we're going to do everything in our power to be wise and strategic and maximize our resources so we don't get to that point. So with that, I just want to give you a snapshot of what that would do to our funding. So this is a reminder, all these numbers I've already presented to you on previous slides. And across the top is the assumed COLAs from back in June. 8.22% this year, 3.94% next year, 3.29% the following year. And look at that top line, 304 million, 312 million, 324 million, okay? The LAO came out with their projection for next year and they said, ah, I would plan on 1.27%. Very exact, I know. Um, and so what that would look like, and they have made no projections for 25, 26. So let's pretend that stays exactly the same. What that would look like next year. Remember, COLA always is, what did you get last year? plus COLA. So it's a, it has a cumulative impact. So in, instead of, you'll see, 312 million next year, we're looking at almost flat funding. And the reason is we would get 1.27% in COLA, but we have declining enrollment, right? And so those two things would offset and we would basically be flat funded for next year. And even if we got that 3.29% the following year, it puts us at 316 million in 25, 26, as opposed to 324 million. And you can see our ending fund balance in that third year goes from, instead of being 123 million, 107 million. Okay, and, and again, we're not hitting the panic button. We've definitely put it, we're putting wheels in motion and making decisions collectively to make sure we're not falling off of a cliff. Um, but we're being very resourceful right now. Little things like evaluating every vacancy. Do we need to fill this position? Um, how can we better use these categorical funds to pay for things that we've already committed to do? So I wanted to give you that snapshot so when you hear oh my gosh, next year the COLA might be 1.27%. Well, what does that mean to TVUSD specifically? This is what that means. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, it's never a good sign when, she's, when they mention, hey, don't worry, we're not falling off a cliff. <laughs> Say that twice ago. Don't worry, don't hit the panic button quite yet. It's like, that means hit the panic button. That means you're going to be rolling off a cliff next year. Well, I mean, I wonder 
how many of those teachers that were picking in for their 8% cola are going to go pick it in Sacramento because uh, the projected yeah. cola was it, was like 3.9 for next nine, yeah and now they're being told oh I expect actually more like 1.27 and they were bitching That's over wild. the 8% so our board went above and beyond if next year yeah, the fund year is 3% but you see but you see what she said is how they predict cola for next year is based off what you got last year so getting this big bump that they fought for um could be problematic in the future, especially if we're in a deficit. But I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, I, I, again, I'm not a, an economist by any means, and oh, um, and I know those of you listening, there was a screen. There's a screen also. She she has uh, the values up there on her slide. Um, if you want to check it out, um, please do. It's around uh, four hours and thirty six minutes. Um, that uh, portion. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, on uh, real talk, man, I, I hope that this doesn't mean anything bad or negative for our teachers or our district. But that that's kind of what it sounds like is what it means. Yeah, Newsom um, Newsom's running into the ground again. You know, dis- well, people are disenrolling their kids because of all this BS that he's pushing, and then he does not know how to run a city or state at well, all financially. I mean, look at Frisco. Well, so I'm, my just, hope is that uh, you know everybody here is. I hope we could just sort it out. Well, and people you know are I mean? moving out of California, so there goes all the taxes. Yeah, to be honest, duh. I'm just like I every just, corporation, no corporation going to stay here in California. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. But, uh, but yeah, um, what else did I have in my notes here? Oh, I want to go. I want to play Danny's clip. Uh, oh, his little right, rant at right. the end, and we can close out with that. Yeah, all right, yeah. All right let's check it out. It's a comment. Yeah. Um, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> one of uh, one that that's going to be uh, remembered for for many many years to come. Um, I I am really proud of the accomplishments of this board um, this year. It, it, it Miss Wiersma kind of touched on it, and and it, it isn't. It's not. It's rare when a community elects somebody to do something, and they do exactly what they said they were going to do down to the letter. And this community elected three of them that did that at great personal cost to themselves. Um, I'm proud of those accomplishments that we did this year. The The, the cost, though, was real. Um, the vile attacks, the racial slurs, death threats, documented plots by PTA members and outside organizations to s- exploit their contacts at Disney and other customers that my company did business with to have me blackballed. Actions by PTA members and a former staff member at my kid's school who in a formal PTA meeting sat around a Zoom call and insulted my seven-year-old for grabbing an item that cost more money than he had off of the shelf at a book fair and attacking him for his speech and intelligence, saying, quote, it's like talking to a three-year-old. None of them taking into consideration that my son has a disability and hurt that hurt his development from the age of three. None of this mattered because of the hatred they have for me. As an elected official, I, I've come to expect a certain level of criticism, and I think that holding our elected officials accountable is a, an important tradition. I have taken it all on the chin, all the insults, the threats, for the last year. When members of the community post my name on a gravestone in front of our best friend's house, they have a sense of humor. 
but then clutch their pearls when I kneel on the sidewalk and take photos of the ridiculous recall signs posted four feet away from a support the three sign in their neighbor's yard. I didn't try to attack the person that on Easter of all days accused me, my church, and my supporters of defacing her home with red paint as if us hateful Christians would be out on that holy morning paying any attention to her. In fact, that very same lady with three of her friends posed as potential buyers to gain access to my home last month, knowing they had no business in my house just to try to further intimidate me and my family. I said nothing when a regular attendee of these meetings, who was asked to leave this evening, uh, threatened to behead my pastor. In fact, I welcomed conversations with this woman after her action, as evidenced by the photo posted in the Press Enterprise article just a couple of weeks ago. I am disgusted that Mr. Schwartz and Ms. Barclay don't feel like they owe the same grace to their political opponents. They decided that a father of two TV USD students quoting the Bible during public comment was cause for filing a restraining order against him, causing him to have to surrender any firearms in his possession and spend thousands of dollars on legal fees just to try to clear his name. For Mr. Schwartz specifically, your vile contempt for Christians has been well documented and I hope this community does not let you forget it anytime soon. You started this year by stating that the biggest problem affecting public education in 2022 was Christian nationalists, a term that you have yet to define. Not any of the learning loss caused by the pandemic, the mental health crisis, or declining ELA and mass scores statewide. Your hateful message has been repeated time and time again. And at the CSBA meeting, you were videotaped ranting again about these so-called violent and hateful Christians. At the last meeting, I sat here shocked as you told people in this community to, quote, leave your religion at the door and chastise them for offering to pray for you. Was it not you who demanded that we reschedule the superintendent interviews that were set to be held on Saturday because of your own religious observance? Would you have accused me of anti-Semitism had I told you to leave your religion at the door instead of this board respecting your beliefs and moving the meeting that angered residents that couldn't make it during the work and school day did you speak up and defend our board president and tell the people the meeting was being held on that day and time because you couldn't attend the originally planned day because of your sabbath i want to explain something about christianity that i think holds true for many people of faith in this community religion yes is a set of beliefs values and practices based on the teachings of a spiritual leader as a disciple of christ i do not leave my values and beliefs outside of any door that i enter i will unapologetically proclaim the name of my lord and savior jesus christ in all that i do intercession is a practice that many of people of faith hold dear Matthew 5:44 says, "But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven." Matthew 18 that was quoted by that man provides a warning for those who would lead children astray of what is good, wholesome, and true. The scripture says in plain text that those who engage in those actions will be dealt with harshly. Not in this world and not by the hands of men, especially not by people of faith. We know that we are not the ones that pass that final judgment. 
But as we approach the celebration of the first coming of Christ, we prepare and reflect on the second coming, where we will answer for our sins. I am not without sin myself, but because I choose love and not hate, whether you like it or not, I will continue to pray for you regularly. I want to thank everybody in this community that has supported us this year. I want to thank everybody in this community that has challenged us this year. I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. God bless you and all of your families. Bet. Wow. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. That's the way, that's the way to end it. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in.